We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome back to the Fantasy Football Report, Week 15. Uh, got a lot of talk about, a lot of Saturday games, some big uh, big fantasy news. But how's it going, Hassan? Uh, man, you know, it's going. We're here week one of the playoffs. We're, I, I want to say we're having a good time, but we're not. Right? <laughs> like, okay, so 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 like full disclosure, I made I made the playoffs. I, I, I really cut down how many leagues I play in. Um, I made the playoffs in 12 of my 15 leagues which is pretty good. Somehow I didn't get a buy, like no buys, zero buys. I don't know how I mathematically that should be impossible, but it's not. Um, <laughs> uh, so, so, so here, so here we are. Um, and I have spent this entire week just sort of in a state of firm semi tilt, yeah. right? Like um, I was fortunate to get a bunch of teams through in, in best ball tournaments uh, last week, me and, a, and another guy, uh, Timu, from the ship chasing discord we, we we teamed together we needed one catch uh we we lost one of our we failed to advance one of our best ball teams uh one of the 125 teams by uh, under a point we needed literally a catch from anybody our, our, our tight ends combined for zero points this week they all went off right yeah um so <laughs> i mean that's just how it goes this week uh that team was somehow kept afloat thanks to kirk cousins this would have been a really good week to have kirk cousins you know yeah for sure um and we advanced our other team that him and I co-own. We advanced that, but that one is not looking so hot. It's definitely not going to make it. Um, yeah. How about you? No, I mean, people who have been listening to the show all season will know that my teams, both of our teams, are not in the best shape. This has not been no. our, our best year. But um, I've got a few best ball teams that uh, I'm hoping will get, you know, do something in this underdog tournament. Um, I think the biggest news, though, is that the guy who won a million in the regular season did it with a true zero RB team. Actually, a, yeah, a follower of some of our stuff. He said uh, he shouted out uh, Connor on Twitter, which was nice, and maybe the OT guys too. So, yeah, I I thought that was really cool. Like just a just a just a class act there. Um, and congrats to him. Also, I do have a question uh, to the for that guy King Koopa. I think his name was King Cap. Yeah. Can cap yeah one do you want to come on the show <laughs> and two can I hold nine thousand nine hundred ninety nine dollars and ninety nine cents <laughs> uh, um, 
That's if you're somehow listening to this. Small percentage. Uh, it's just a small I'm not asking much. That's not a lot. Just I mean, just, just I just want to hold it. You know, like, I don't even want to like put it in my back. I just want to see it. Yeah. Um. Well, you mentioned Kirk Cousins, and obviously, uh, yeah, we got we got to talk a little bit about this. We definitely should. So, uh, so I think I think we I think we're burying the lead here a little bit, right? Um, Matt Ryan now has blown like holds the inauspicious record for the biggest blown playoff performance of all time in the 2083 <laughs> Super Bowl, and now holds the record for the biggest blown regular season game of all time in this 33-0 collapse. Yeah. So, uh, so I, I, I uh, fell asleep on my couch uh, <laughs> when this game was 33-zip. <laughs> and I woke up, I, I woke up and it was like 14, like it was 33-14. Mm-hmm. Or something like that. I don't recall the exact number there. And you went back to sleep. And no, I just was like, it's like I was like, like uh, game's over, and I was like pottering around, just kind of like trying to get my day back on track. And then like that, like it just went crazy. Yeah, yeah, it was pretty nuts. Um, I mean, I wrote last week about Justin Jefferson chasing this receiving yardage record, which he's probably going to break just because he gets an extra game over what Calvin Johnson had, but would have been nice. And Randy Moss too, right? Yeah. He's going to he's gonna break Randy Moss's record too, I think. Yeah. For the fran- oh, guys. yeah, probably. Probably. Um, I mean, he did, he is, you know, he did get hurt in this game, but sounds like it's not serious. Yeah, it, the injury, the injury that was serious was Jonathan Taylor. First, first drive mm-hmm. of the game. Mm-hmm. Um, definitely is going to cost me in a few leagues, uh, which is unfortunate. Because he was looking really, really good. Um, I think he's done for the season, don't you think? This is sort of similar. Well, the, I mean, not for yeah. the regular season, obviously. It was. It's similar to us talking about Debo. Because it sounds like Debo might come back in week 18 or whatever. Uh, but that's pretty much outside of the regular season for fantasy. Yeah, right. Um, yeah, it seems like Taylor's fantasy season might be done. I mean... yeah. If the, you know, the AFC South is so kind of wide open that, like, if the Colts win a couple games, it wouldn't be crazy for them to no. to put him in in, like, week 18 in a high leverage spot. So, but, yeah, like you said, I don't think, it's not clear, but it doesn't seem like we'll be seeing him a lot uh, for the rest of the fantasy playoffs, unfortunately. Yeah, and that's a shame because um, I, I feel like he was a very popular pick in zero RB, zero, I mean, hero RB type builds, right? Yeah, um, for sure. Yeah, it's just... I mean, if you had the first pick or the second pick, he was pretty popular there. <laughs> yeah, like, I I, I, I actually struggled in, in a redraft league where I should take him or, or CMC, and I took him, right? Yeah. Just just because I'm, I'm I'm a fan, right? Like, like and, if, and again, it seemed like a wide open depth chart. Um, like behind Pittman at the time, I didn't really, I don't, I don't really rate any of their other ancillary guys, right? Like I don't really care too much about Paris Campbell. He's always better on paper than he is in actuality, right? Like, and then you got um, Alec Pierce. I didn't think was particularly great, um, and I didn't see them really turning to Naheem Hines or even Deion Jackson, right? Like I just didn't think Deion Jackson was ever going to be a thing, and um, so. You know, sitting there, like it was an it was it, it was an easy kind of 
way to split the needle because I was taking CMC in some spots and JT in some spots, right? And, uh, this is a big bummer for anybody. Uh, but I was going to ask, what does this do to his dynasty value? I think we've talked about it again, but like, where do you, where do you, where are you really drafting him in dynasty and startups? I guess it's a good question. Um, I think probably the kind of bigger thing is that he just underperformed a little bit this season, um, based on where he was being drafted, and that's not even necessarily that surprising. I mean, part of the reason he was so good last year is because he was probably overperforming a little bit so you expect some of that uh you expect some regression um i think he's still a first rounder in dynasty still you know first half of the first round like i don't see him dropping dropping that far um i might be trying to trade him for i don't know at least two firsts at least to first, right? Yeah, I was gonna say I I would really want like the one on one, right? Like I I, I want like Bijan Robinson, man, mm-hmm. right? Like I want like I want Bijan, yeah, you know. Um, and I feel like if it's just so hard getting getting that one on one because people who need running backs, so it's gonna be Bijan. Um, and if you uh, can if you can turn Taylor into the one hundred and one and get like another future first on top of that, so you know you're getting Bijan and a future first like that mm. seems like the value is on the Taylor side. But I mean, mm-hmm. if, if Bijan is as good as everyone is thinking, then man, like, yeah. But he like like I mean, but that's what Bijan looks like. Yeah, right, right. Like like he looks like a Brees Hall who looks like JT who looks like. A Saquon, right? Like, like these guys all look like the one-on-one consensus mm-hmm. first two-round startup dynasty startup value type guys, right? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, I mean that's a good question. Like, if you could have traded Taylor or McCaffrey for, you know, Brees Hall and a first in this year, right? Like you would do it. You do it yeah. every time because you're, uh, especially as like a a team who's got no use for those assets should be doing that in that it'll allow you to reload quicker. Yeah. Right. Like, like, like you're able to reload the clip quicker and then come out firing because eventually those guys' point totals are going to succeed, uh, uh, exceed CMC's and using, you know, CMC in like a year that's going nothing for you worsens your own pick. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. I don't know. In the, in the moment, it's hard to think that way when you're looking at a roster with a guy like CMC or Taylor on, it's hard to think, okay, I need to go and turn this guy into future value. But- yeah. But these guys are not going to turn like, they're not, I guess they give you the illusion of being a very good team, but when you get to the playoffs, man, you're not, you know what I mean? <laughs> um, yeah. Especially when, when you lose your guy that you're counting on. Oh yeah. When you, when you, especially, yeah. Especially when you lose and then it's just your, your DOA um right and that's part of the part of the reason that you want to always be kind of moving these guys off your team especially after they have huge seasons so you know i mean it's not like going into the season we were all advising you know sell jonathan taylor in dynasty no because you can because you know i mean you you will never find fair value either (laughs) although 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 i do have a friend who um just wasn't able to find a market for a guy like aaron jones and just knew he had to get rid of him Moved him for a random second. Yeah. Which, again, that's not fair value for Aaron Jones. Right. But, I mean, he's got no use to this guy. Like, he's, by the time he's ready to contend again, Aaron Jones' career is probably over. Yeah. So, I mean, like, 
with a guy like Aaron Jones, you would have wanted to try and trade him a couple of years ago. And that's yeah, but like the issue sort of, at Taylor's level, but that's kind of you know, he was not really short. Aaron Jones, Aaron Jones has somehow always been simultaneously overdrafted in startups and undervalued in trades. <laughs> you know, he, he's one of those weird players where no one's ever actively trying to trade for him and give you what he's worth. But the same asshole who won't trade you for him, like what he's for what he's worth, will happily take him in the second round of startups. <laughs> right? Yeah, I guess. I've seen it happen quite a bit. Like people are willing okay. to give you a random second round for Aaron Jones, right? Yeah. Maybe. But the same people who are willing to do that are willing to draft him in the second round in Dynasty Startups. Yeah. Right? And 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 the value of a startup pick that high and the value of a rookie pick that low, it just doesn't like it. How is it this massive gulf? Yeah, that's right. I mean, certainly some of it is is the timing of when you're trying to get these deals done. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, but uh, yeah. in any I mean, case, I think that still Taylor, you can get, uh, yeah, get a pretty good return. Uh, yeah, I uh, I agree. I do want to quickly touch on. Um, I want to skip that Ravens game. That's terrible. I, I didn't want to touch it. Oh my god, uh, my eyes bled after that one. That was terrible. Um, I do want That's to talk a little cool. bit. Justin Tucker letting me down in just a huge way. Yeah, yeah. That really hurts more than anything. Well, it's a lot season for the Ravens. <laughs> uh, um, I do want to talk a little bit about James Cook. Um, the fact that he's slowly coming on. And mm-hmm. I want to talk about Gabe Davis and what to do with him. Oh, boy. Yeah, what to yeah. do with Gabe Davis. I mean, he obviously didn't live up to the hype. Like, if you took him in the end of the third round, you're pretty upset about how he's... Been. Yeah, you're... Yeah, you're pretty much sitting there looking like, um, you know, I mean, he's probably going to be the kind of guy who like you can draft in the late single digit rounds every year and he'll be good for a big game. I don't know. Is he Marvin Jones? I don't know, man. That's a little bit too, too steep. I think he's still been hobbled by his ankle issues. Yeah. Um, But that said, it's not a great sign that Isaiah McKenzie is eating your lunch. <laughs> and breakfast and dinner. Yeah. yeah. Um I mean I, Davis is a guy who I actually like. Um like I thought he was good as a prospect. I think he's probably a talented yeah. player, but um yeah, I don't know. It doesn't seem like you obviously can't he's not worth the uh the value you had to pay this year. And I don't know if I'm necessarily gonna be trying to trade him away or trade for him or no, he's such a frozen guy. Where would you draft him in best ball next year? I feel like he's going to be a fifth rounder. That's too. That's too. That's too rich, right? Too rich for me. I think. Yeah, like I think I'd be comfortable with him maybe in the eighth or ninth, but I don't even know about that. I mean, he's obviously got the big game in him. Like he can put up, you know, thirty points. He did it in week five. Yep. But other than that, and one uh, week ten, he also had. 21.3 so he's had a few like wide receiver one games and week one i guess was pretty good too but yeah. but other than that like a lot of single digit scores so it's the sort of thing you can't uh necessarily count on um, uh we we have a question in the chat uh kaden the colts fan asks daniel jones or Arod need 15 to win i think i'm gonna go daniel jones mm, that's tough 
I think I'm gonna go Daniel Jones, and I was gonna save this for like our our, our end of end of season uh, or end of pod, but like I think that this is gonna be a more of a fireworks game than Packers Rams because I really don't know if you like it's supposed to be pretty cold in Green Bay. Like I think it's just gonna be like a small game. Yeah, yeah, that makes um, sense. Daniel Sardinias says, "RIP all twelve of my best ball teams. If you had an injured reserve ball, I would win easily." Daniel, I totally feel that right now. <laughs> Yeah, injured reserve ball. Yeah, it would, help, it would help me in in a big way in a lot of leagues. Yeah, uh, but 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 back to the topic at hand with Gabe Davis. Like, I think his 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 um um ADP remains inflated just because he's tethered to or tied to uh, Josh Allen, right? Like, uh, and I think that a lot of people can talk themselves into, oh, what if Diggs misses time? And like, so I'll see that happening. Yeah, that's actually another good point that I think probably contributed to some of the steam that Davis got is that Diggs was coming off what was kind of a down year for him. And I think a lot of people were worried that he was just uh, regressing um, because of, I mean, he's not even that old, but like 28 or something. So. You're always worried about that with uh, when receivers start to hit that kind of age. So there's a little bit of dig skepticism combined with uh, the excitement about Davis after his uh, one big game in the playoffs last year. So, yeah, you don't have that kind of thing going on anymore. I think we're we're less afraid of what, what might happen with Diggs. So. Yeah, so, so, so Kate Nashy responds with, I benched Tua because I was handling about the cold game. That's a good point. The, the other thing about like with, with the cold game was it was supposed to be like this massive snowy disaster of a game. And we saw that towards the end. Uh, it seemed like they got like the end band of it. Um, I, the, reason I, the reason I'm thinking Daniel Jones over, over Aaron Rodgers is because I just don't see Rodgers really going for it. But then, you know I mean? Again, that said... Rodgers does like to beat up on pass defenses that just aren't very good. Like he likes to inflate his stats. <laughs> I don't know, Blair. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna leave you on this one because I've been. I mean, I don't know. It's hard to, uh, it's hard to bet on Daniel Jones, but it's hard to bet on Rodgers this season too. So, um, fifteen to win. I probably, probably you can get that from either guy, but uh, I guess I would lean. Rogers, yeah, I think I think I think we could. I think I'm I'm okay with Rogers. Like I think Christian Watson, man, all the guy does is score touchdowns, right? It's so crazy. that's what I've been banking on him. Rogers, Rogers to Watson, all right. two touchdown game. All right, we're you know, we're rolling with Rogers. You know, well, I don't know. Both of the you know Daniel Jones is playing a division opponent uh, that has, has like actual meaningful implications. I don't know what the what the Packers are are doing, but. Uh, I think they still the Packers still have a chance. I think at making the playoffs. Oh, do they? Yeah, let me just check. Yeah, kind of. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, they kind of do. Yeah, they're gonna need a miracle, but they could jump the Seahawks or the Lions. They're still like two games behind them, though. So yeah. All right. So who knows? Yeah. It, um... is, it is what it is. Yes, it is what it is. We don't, I don't, I don't know what to make of the, I mean, the other thing of course, is that, you know, against the Rams, maybe, maybe you don't even need a big game from Rodgers. Maybe it's going to be an Aaron Jones game. 
Yeah. Because there's no Aaron Donald, right? So, yeah. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. I don't really have much to say about some of these other games. Um, I mean, for what it's worth, today was a fairly exciting game, uh, exciting day of football. Not not for all the right ways that you could have thought of it, right? Um, the Eagles were in a dogfight against the Bears. How about that? Uh, took yeah. A, took, a, took a miracle, miracle um, run out. Uh, like it created like a hurt special here uh, to beat the Bears. Yeah, what did you think there? I don't know. I mean, Montgomery had a couple touchdowns. He looked not great, but fine, you know, and Fields, of course, running a lot, uh, putting up points. Um, I didn't watch a ton of this game, but uh, I mean, the, you know, like the Jalen Hurts to AJ Brown connection is still working. There's nothing, nothing wrong there. And obviously Hurts was amazing. So from a fantasy perspective, I'm not even though the Eagles only put up 25, I'm not like not yeah like or anything. Yeah, neither of the receivers put up those touchdowns, which is a shame um, yeah. because they could have had they could have had a massive day today. Um, my apologies. Um, <laughs> big old day. yawn here on the <laughs> on the on the if you guys are watching us live, um, but but no, so hurts. I mean. Miles Sanders was atrocious in this game. Hurst had all three of the rushing touchdowns. He had 17 carries for 61 yards and three scores. Mm-hmm. He also completed 22 of the 37 attempts for 315 yards. 
right? And I mean, obviously, AJ Brown and Devonta Smith both went well over 100 yards um, here. Um, on the other side of the ball with the Bears, I don't know, man. Like, Justin Fields continues to do all of it. Yeah. Like, he's just that guy. Yeah. Um, I guess what's most surprising, and well, maybe it's not that surprising, but like, he's obviously good running the ball, but he's also pretty efficient yeah. when he's throwing the ball. Like, yeah. 21 completions and two touchdowns. Not Considering what he's throwing to. Yeah, right. Not a huge fantasy output, but I think there's definitely an element where um see this with a lot of guys who are very mobile, like Lamar Jackson too, where because the defense has to respect the threat of them running, it makes it easier for them to throw the ball. Yeah. Um yeah, I'm I'm excited to see what a healthy they'll do with a healthy Chase Claypool and, and what they do with receiver. I just think it was very bad process for them to have punted receiver anyway. And Vilas Jones is not that guy. <laughs> Your boy Byron uh, Pringle got a touchdown today. He though. did. He did. He also sunk me because I had a, <laughs> I had a Justin Fields under 32 and a half longest uh, completion prop. Uh, um, and he went over that thanks to that Byron Pringle play. So, mm-hmm. um, so I guess, I guess, you know, we, um, bit of bit of uh, bittersweet there um outside of this i've really got nothing to say i am looking forward to next week's game though um eagles at the cowboys hopefully that's a big game um i know that i know the cowboys have been really good or were really good at curbing big quarterback performances but wanted uh, if you want we can like move into that because um Sorry, um, they they uh, they uh, <laughs> they lost to the Jaguars today. <laughs> yeah, I mean, when you see what um, what Trevor Lawrence has been doing the last yeah. few weeks, like anything but yawn inducing. So I know, I know, right? <laughs> um, but yeah, because because Lawrence, so Lawrence has been on fire. I mean, uh, completed twenty seven of his forty two pass attempts, three hundred eighteen yards, four touchdowns. Yeah, three of those went to the guy who we highlighted this in this space last week in Zay Jones. He got six of his eight targets for 109 yards and three t- and three scores. So, I think that uh, well, the fact that the Cowboys you know bled so many points and were forced into a shootout with the Jags is a good sign for next week's game, which I'm hoping turns mm-hmm. into a shootout. Yeah. Do you think that like over the last four weeks? Lawrence has 300 yards and three touchdowns in three of those games. Um, and, you know, a lot of those are against teams that are, you know, we thought had kind of good defenses like the Cowboys, like Baltimore. Um, do you think that this is like Lawrence finally turning into the guy we thought he was when he came into the league? Yeah, man. Like, uh, I'm I'm eating crow here, like, and a lot of it because <laughs> because I liked I liked I liked falsely equivocating him with uh, with uh, Zach Wilson. I was like, that's such a good troll. Yeah, um, that was such a <laughs> such a quality quality troll there. Um, so, if you're <laughs> redrafting just... this, if you're redrafting this class, are you taking Fields first or Lawrence? Lawrence, I think, and then Fields, right? That's close. I mean, Fields has obviously been awesome too. And Fields has, at this point, probably kind of done it for longer. So, yeah. Um, I, I, I mean, my, my question for you is a little bit different. 
Um, do you prefer, do you think the Jags need to spend a first round pick on a receiver or are they set with a top three with Zay Jones, Christian Kirk and Calvin Ridley? And then probably going a little bit later in the draft, you find a quarter, like a, like a wide receiver as opposed to spending on a premium receiver of which, I mean, frankly, there's a lot in this class. Yeah. I, I think. Blair is breaking up, but uh, I'll give you guys my thoughts on it before he comes back. And I think that they don't need to spend on an on spend on an early round pick just because I think Calvin Ridley might still have that dog in him. But Blair's back. It looks like his internet's sorted out. So Blair, let's let's hear it. I'm back, and I was saying the exact opposite. That yeah, really, there we go. Let's, I love to hear it. Yeah, let's hear they it. Really, they really should. I mean, Zay Jones has been good. Christian Kirk has been good at times, but these are replacement level players. Um, Christian Kirk is replacement level? <laughs> Zay Jones is replacement level? Zay Jones is below replacement level. Right? What? <laughs> Calvin Ridley might be a replacement level player at this point. We don't what? know. I mean, I'm all about getting some, some uh, JSN to the Jaguars. Ja- yeah, but like, I know, but like Jackson... JSN might not even be that good. All right. Who's the other? Quentin Johnson has been mocked. I, I, don't think, I don't think either of them are that good. Well, who do you like? I got to, I got to quite confer with some of my high state friends. Cause those guys are like, are like nuts. Like they were like, like, um, now when I say nuts, I mean like nuts in a good way. Like, like they, like, like somehow, you know how everybody misses on like all these big prospects. Right. But like, but like, Ohio State fans knew who Michael Thomas was because they somehow yeah. know like all the, the the fact that he is like the most targeted guy in third in third down, yeah. and then like, and then they followed it up with who was the other guy who everyone missed? Yeah, Terry McLaurin, Terry F one. Right. Everyone was like, why is Terry F one going so late? And then it was like, oh wait a minute, these like rabid fans from Columbus, Ohio, know something nobody else does. Um, that was oh. like. I, I I think missing on Terry McLaurin is the, still the biggest L the film or like the, in recent memory for the film for the film watchers, right? Yeah, I mean, we're dealing with uh, we're, we're dealing with a bunch of spam bots right now in the chat. For those um, of you who are listening to this on 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 online, uh, okay, sorry. Um, yeah, I mean, well, I don't know. We can talk about some prospects, but. Uh, Garrett yeah. Wilson obviously is great. Olave looks pretty good, and JSN outplayed them both at times. Yeah, at times, and then and then and then JSN kind of lost his job to Marvin Harrison Jr. Right? Like, <laughs> uh, it's just it's too early for prospect talk, man. Like, it's exciting. The season's almost early. over. It's time to start. Time to start thinking about it. But I yeah, know. I mean, like. I kind of I hear what you're saying. Like Zay Jones has been good, Kirk has been good, but I don't think these guys are long term. I think I I I think Kirk is a long term answer, man. Like I think he's still a very solid wide receiver too. They paid him quite a bit. He's not going anywhere. Um, No, I don't think he's going anywhere. But I think that you have a chance to draft someone who could be like a I don't know a round one fantasy player eventually right but like i still think calvin ridley's got that guy in him man i still think i do i i would not be surprised to see them skip at 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 skill player until day two yeah like i would i would not be i would not be surprised about that i wouldn't necessarily be surprised about that either and there are guys like michael 
Thomas was a round two pick. Yeah. Brown. I mean, you know, they don't have Evan him. Ingram. Like Evan Ingram's done really well. Like he's really come alive at the right at, at like the tail end of the season. Yeah. Um. But yeah, like on the on the Cowboy side of the ball. Now we're talking about a team that does need to probably pick a receiver in the first round. Uh, they had one of the worst trades of the offseason, in my opinion, moving Amari Cooper for a fifth round pick from the Browns. Massive, massive dub for the Browns. Big L for the Cowboys. Um, and they're going to need to get a running mate for CeeDee Lamb. Michael Gallup's like, clearly not it. Like, like he is he is losing. Um, so Noah Brown took up his wide receiver two mantle today again. Right, mm-hmm. They caught six of his nine targets at 49 49 yards and two scores. Michael Gallup has been really phased out of the offense. Um, like, like, like they're like they're a team who you want to see GSN go to. You know what I mean? Yeah, like that's that a team be, I want to see GSN go to. That would definitely be interesting. Because um, because because you know there's ample opportunity even though they're a run first team. Yeah. No, that yeah, I think that would be also interesting. Um, there are a lot of teams that would be good for a first round wide receiver to go to. And obviously yeah. the Cowboys could use some help there. I kind of disagree about the, the Cooper trade being a bad deal for them, but that's but I, I think it's because they sold him <laughs> no, but I think it's because they sold him so low, like a fifth rounder, and then like you're seeing all these other guys at the trade window who are like frankly much worse players go for much, much more. Mm-hmm. Right. So just to dump his contract for a fifth round like that was like a very bad move on their part. Yeah, maybe. Like, yeah, like like that, like that's what I mean. Right. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, uh, speaking of teams that do need first round wide receivers, the New England Patriots lost to the to the Raiders twenty four to thirty. Um, you want to know how how uh, they they lost? Well, yeah. Let's so hear. they were winning in the fourth quarter twenty four seventeen, and then uh, his favorite uh, Keelan Cole caught a game tying pass and then Chandler Jones had a 48 yard from recovery as oh, the wow. game expired in regular time. Oh wow. <laughs> yeah. So that's a we had fun. I mean there was fun to be had, <laughs> much fun to be had. Um Ray Stevenson with uh 172 yards. yards on the ground, yeah. Yeah, so he What came... a mensch, man. What a mensch. Yeah. I didn't even know that he was going to play this week. I yeah. Was the same out there. Yeah, I mean that just shows you how Charmin pillow soft the Vegas is run defense, uh, the Raiders is run defenses. But um, Stevenson's a guy who's kind of interesting to think about his future value because, um, like, obviously he was what an eighth, ninth round pick, tenth even. Yeah, he was like your quintessential zero RB league winner pick, right? Yeah, and so I mean, not much about his situation will have changed next year, apart from the fact that. He's like running ahead of Damian Harris, even when Harris is healthy. So, I mean, do you do you take him in like the second or third round next year, or does the fact that it's still technically a committee keep you away from? Him? I have no interest in taking a guy that high on an offense with you know as much power outages as um, the Patriots to do. Like they've got just they've got a bunch of like wide receiver four or five masquerading as wide receiver ones and twos, right? Yeah. Like, 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 these guys are all fine as your wide receiver four, right? Like, <laughs> maybe, maybe, I mean, Kendrick Bourne, all these guys, right? Like, maybe it's just kind of, um, Nelson Aguilar, bias, but you know, remembering 
Akil Harry get drafted by the Patriots and then kind of be dead makes me hope they don't take a. Oh man, I I just I still remember those like I'm still very triggered by those like discussions of like the like the draft capital like uh acolytes saying how Nikhil Harry needs to now go earlier than AJ Brown. Yeah. That's a just a it was stupid at the time. Well and it's and it's worse now. At the time, Harry and Brown were pretty similar prospects. Like yeah, I think there was that. I mean, I mean, I mean, I mean, yeah, but like, but like, the big difference was that Brown did it against like SEC competition and without DK Metcalf. Um, it reminds me of, of the time when I got into a fight with like a blogger, like a like a film guy, and and like it was about AJ Brown, of course, and <laughs> and like and 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 like he because like his his preseason rankings, like his pre-draft rankings uh, for wide receivers, he had like DK Metcalf ranked as number one. And then he had Demarcus Lodge as ranked as number fourth, and he had AJ Brown was like unranked, which is like which is like him taking a stand on AJ Brown. And mm-hmm. I was just like, and like I think I think I posted something about like how film watchers have no idea what they're doing. And I put my I and I put my phone down and and, and I went to sleep. And uh, I was in Pakistan at the time, and so like I woke up jet lagged like four thirty a.m. I opened my my phone. I got like people just like yelling at me and having like intense conversations in there in in, in my in my mentions. And I was like, you know, this is why no one likes you guys. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's um, yeah, that's funny. But when you think about the like how we valued Brown at that time, like it wouldn't be that different from someone saying Harry shouldn't be ranked, which looking back now we'd say oh yeah that's right um yeah you just jeff, <laughs> jeff johnson asks i'm down 11 and have saquon opponent has aaron jones and matt gay i probably lost right um <laughs> jeff i wouldn't i wouldn't say so I'm, I'm i'm really optimistic that we get some special saquon uh special saquon performance tonight um he's a special special talent and yeah. uh and, and i'll be honest man i really need something out of him so <laughs> so we're all in the same boat yeah it's uh you know, uh, well, I don't know. I'm uh, Aaron Jones could just take a back seat to AJ Dillon or something. Is Dillon Dillon Dillon's still there? And he he has been taking uh, he has been taking a it, lot more of the of the of the work. Yeah, he has been taking a lot more of the work. Yeah. Okay, maybe not. Um, um but yeah, like I don't know. Saquon's got that got that crazy upside. He can always do yeah. something insane. So it's been a while since we've seen him flashes too. Yeah, yeah, I wouldn't guide yourself out just yet. But and if and if AJ Dillon goes off, I need him to not score more than twenty-eight points. So like there's a healthy middle here for us, brother. Healthy middle. <laughs> yeah. So let's just keep it hope. Let's just keep it going. Definitely. Um all right. So just just wanted to flip on over to Desmond Ritter, who sucks. Like he is just <laughs> god awful. Um you know, he is he was bad, but what I will say is Drake London had 70 yards, which yeah, is that's that's his only redeeming factor. One of the one of the better games he's had this season, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, I mean, look, good things happen when you're gonna just relentlessly target Drake London, right? Um the thing is, the thing is, Arthur Smith is very dogmatically addicted to that scheme of his. Mm-hmm. I mean I mean, I mean, if you if you want to talk about like insanity, Tyler Allegier, seventeen carries, hundred and thirty nine yards, and a score. Yeah, that is nuts. <laughs> um, 
right? Like, like there are many a dead best ball team that could have used this Halligier performance. Yeah. Um, and there's, I have a few teams with him in the playoffs. I think of best ball of, of underdog. I'm actually going to pull up right now that are not going to advance, but <laughs> Alagir cracked the, the, the starting lineup ahead of, ahead of guys like, hang on, here we go. Uh, pulling up this failed squad that is not going to make it, but you know, Alagir cracks my lineup and you know who doesn't Alvin Kamara. Uh, yeah, that's right. You know who else doesn't? Um, well, Kenneth Walker, obviously not. <laughs> but uh, but Isaiah Spiller obviously not. But Alvin Kamara doesn't make it. So and J.K. Dobbins does. But I mean I don't know. You got a uh, hundred and what was that one hundred and thirty nine yards on seventeen carries and a score yeah. like yeah. You know when you're when your quarterback uh, outscore outscore Nick Chubb outscore Nick Chubb that's the other one. There you go. When your quarterback completes only half his passes for ninety seven yards, I mean. Yeah, go to the running back. That's the only thing that's working, I guess, right? Yeah. Yeah, I, but I mean, this is another team that honestly needs a first-round receiver. Uh, not receiver, quarterback for sure. Um, coach. Uh, definitely needs a coaching change. Whole, like, and a healthy Kyle Pitts would be helpful, but that's a different story. Yeah. Rashid Shahid is an interesting guy. If you want he to talk is. about him. Yeah, I I, uh, I I was lucky. I was lucky to get him off waivers in a few dynasty leagues. Yeah, he's definitely interesting. He's got uh, I uh, I don't actually even know this. I assume he's got some speed. Oh, some, a lot of speed, man. He they're, is the way they're he, using. Him. He's fast, dude. He's fast. Every time he touches the ball, uh, he looks like he's going to take it to the house. Yeah. Um. Let me just pull it up. Let me pull up the stats here. Rashid Shahid. Uh. Yikes. Did he not run? Or why are his stats not loading? What are you in? I'm in the... Oh, he was a UDFA. Hey, good evening, Joe and Derpy. Thanks for joining and joining in. Um, we were just discussing Rashid Shahid. It looks like he's not in any of our stat stuff. Yeah, I don't think he was a, a uh, FBS no. player, was he? No, and he was a he was a, he was a UDFA. He was a UDFA who earned this spot. I, I think I'm very, very, very I mean, uh today friend of the podcast, John Lipinski, uh highlighted and told everybody like, hey, try to play um Shahid anytime touchdown. His pricing is way off. It was like plus four twenty or something, which haha, yeah, four twenty joke. But <laughs> um but yeah, I mean he scored it he scored a TD, it was fairly early. He he honestly torched, like he made the the Falcons DBs life hell, um, and, and really has kind of been one of the reasons why um, Olave didn't hit his, like his ceiling this year, uh, this week. So where are you drafting Shahid next year, or is he more like a KJ Osborne type of guy? Um, until I see more from him, he's uh, he's more like a KJ Osborne guy for me. I yeah, I think. But I think I'm very into him then, right? Like I like 16th, 17th, 18th round. Like, would you not be yeah. mashing him? No, yeah, for sure. I mean, I think he's definitely, at least in best ball, I'm I'm really happy to take him there on a lot of teams. Um, yeah, I would want to see him do a little bit more in terms of like earning earning targets and kind of showing that he has more to his game than just the deep Speed. ball. Just speed. yeah, yeah, but um, he definitely makes sense as a as a guy you can take a flyer on in the in the sixteenth round or something. 
Here's a guy who I just found out exists, Adam Apprentice. <laughs> I don't know why that's so funny. He's a fullback. We don't have to talk about this. <laughs> okay. Um, uh, I don't think I have many notes uh, on the Steelers Panthers game except for Deontay Johnson, and I hope to God Vegas hands another another um, four and a half rest, total reception yards yards total. Uh, Derpy asks, I need opinion here. This will determine my season. I'm down eight to nine points. Need at least 15 to 20 points. So my question is, Akers or Gibson? His opponent has 120 minutes left at Packers and Samuel. Akers plays the Packers and Gibson plays the Giants. Um, man, I think I might actually just roll with Akers here. It sounds stupid, but... <laughs> no, nah, I don't know. Blair, help me out. Well, uh... I was leaning I, Gibson, but I actually think I'm, yeah, I'm back. I think I like Gibson. Yeah, right. I like I like I, Gibson a lot. In a vacuum, you prefer Gibson. The thing about the Rams is that they don't really have anyone yeah. else other than Acres. Um, and I mean, he at least put up one good game. Um, yeah, two weeks ago, he yeah. had 19 fantasy points. I mean, he's not getting any targets. So he's not, he doesn't even have as much upside theoretically as Gibson does. Akers? Uh, yeah. So, the, so over, according to, uh, I'm just going to pull up a Gillespie. Yeah. I want to compare yeah. these guys because that's probably the best way to do this. That's true. Um, yeah. I mean, the only reason you wouldn't just prefer Gibson straight up, I think, is because yeah. you have Brian Robinson who has yeah. lately shown a little bit more. So our capacity. so our Gillespie projections have um, Gibson as uh, a ten point PPR average, um, and he's got Acres at four and a half. <laughs> and if yeah. you if if you want, we can tell you a little bit about how this works. But it's like basically a simulation um, that'll sim out you know, performances about ten thousand times or whatever it is that Dave's got to set well, to do. And I, it's into looking, it's actually looking at similar players. Playing yeah. against similar teams, and it uses and, yeah takes matchup into account. Right, it uses the matchup, and it uses a player's past stats, and it does give a little more weight to more recent performances. So, um, you know, Acres' performance against Seattle would get more yeah. weight than his performance in Week Ten or whatever. But and still, yeah, and 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 joking makes a good point. Burab got twenty carries last game. Acres is basically his volume is locked. Right, so so you can you can tell us that yeah, I don't really like your Gillespie projections. I just want the volume, but I would go with Acres. Okay, I would go with Gibson. So there you go. <laughs> and I would, I mean, yeah, I would. I think I would go with. I can definitely understand liking Acres for the volume, but yeah, it's the wrong kind of volume. I think. Yeah, Joe, Joe, do you think do you think Acres carries more upside, or do you think Gibson does? Just out of curiosity. I mean, well, I'm assuming that this is PPR, but if it's not, then that that obviously yeah, that, that changes. Yeah. Uh, but but while we wait for Joe to answer, I want to talk a little bit about Deontay. He said he, uh, yeah, don't worry about it, Derpy. Like like Derpy is admonishing himself a little bit. Uh, yeah, Joe thinks Robinson is guaranteed to vulture. So you, are you suggesting that that Cam Akers is the play? Because I could, I I I don't mind going with Akers. I. And, and Derpy's admonished himself in our comments for not going with Mustard, but I did the same. Mm-hmm. I didn't go with Mustard, so I wouldn't. I wouldn't beat yourself up too badly there, buddy. Yeah, I mean, it's not. I the point about Robinson vulturing is is valid, and 
He's yeah. also even been more involved as a yeah as a pass catcher. So, um, there is that to worry about. Uh, he yeah, I think and I Gibson think I had two catches in week thirteen. So um, yeah, I think I think I think I would I think I would. Uh, Godspeed, Joe. You're starting Kyron Williams <laughs> in an FFPC playoff tomorrow. Uh, yeah, I think I think I might actually lead. Go with go with Acres. Um, I mean, I don't like it either way, but. <laughs> Who uh, Ballmore. Ballmore. Gibson probably Gibson probably, but um, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. a tough one, and that's that's why I think I would prefer Gibson because he does have yeah. those um those receiving that receiving yeah that yeah Gibson does that yeah but it's tough yeah it is tough um so I think that's the way you, yeah it's just a tough one man um yeah I mean. I, I was gonna say like like Vegas hung a four and a half rex total for for Deontay this week. I played the over and he sailed over. Yeah, he was he was feeling himself today too. He was like getting the face of like all these defensive backs, just yelling at them. Man's gonna get paid one way or another. I think this off season. Um, but it is weird to see how much he flourishes with uh, Trubisky in the center versus Pickett. Yeah. Um, Pickett seems to prefer Pickens. And and Freermuth, yeah, uh, which is which is interesting. Um, yep. So I wanted to gauge like where do you think like we, we've talked about these three time and time again, but where where are you gonna where would you realistically be in on on them? I guess in 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 Dynasty. In Dynasty, I'm having. In Dynasty, I'd still have Pickens ahead of Johnson, and that probably is going to be an unpopular way to rank them. But I think um, even if even if we see you know Trubisky play out the year and give more volume to Johnson, still Pickens has that uh, crazy kind of upside, um, and he's been really good as a rookie. We know those guys tend to get more volume in year two. We know they tend to continue to outperform. Um, so I'd have Pickens ahead of Johnson and Friermuth uh, has also looked good apart from. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I mean, we, I think I, I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be surprised if Friermuth go ahead of both of them because of the scarcity of the wow. PE position. Yeah. That would probably surprise me. I, could, I, I don't, I'm guessing that both Pickens and Deontay end up as like fifth rounders. In I think they all end up at fifth rounders, right? I think they'll go like in the fifth round. Yeah. I don't know if I see Friermuth getting that high, but maybe. I just it's just because he plays TE, dude. Yeah, like he's just because he plays TE. Although, although we can we can probably end our show on this one. Um, I I know we kind of went went beyond it, but the reason I brought up the Patriots Raiders game was because Darren Waller is back. Got all three of his targets for forty eight yards and a score. He looked good doing it too. Yeah, he had a nice touchdown, touchdown catch. Um, he's another guy who I didn't even know was going to play. I had him on my bench in a couple leagues. Luckily, nothing where I where I needed to win where I needed his points rather. Um, so uh, I think I'm going to be okay, but, but yeah, he looked good. Yeah. Is he, uh, um, you know, obviously he's been hurt most of the season, but even before he was injured, he wasn't playing great. No. Um, do you think that he's a guy you can, you can feel good about drafting next year where he's going to be, which is probably, I don't know, sixth round in FFPC at least maybe earlier. <laughs> no, I'm not doing that. Uh, not in the sixth. Yeah, better better things to do in life. <laughs> well, there you go. 
Yeah. But um yeah. Briar Muth ranked ahead of Waller in Reed next year. Easily, 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 easily. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, um yeah, but I think we're gonna mosey on out. Uh Blair, any any big hot takes for any of the games this week? Oh man, I have I have no hot takes. Uh Antonio Gibson catches ten passes for ah. hundred yards and two touchdowns. There you go. Before we before we get out of here, Joe King asks good <laughs> question. Where is Njoku? Buddy. Oh yeah, that's a good question. D seven, I think. D seven oh, or D eight. Yeah. You have I think a baller? Oh yeah. I think wow. he's gonna go. I think he's gonna go as in the in the eighth round, ninth round. I think I think he's gonna go very and and that's non FFPCS. I'm talking underdog right now. I I think I think he can go well, very very the high. Ninth round on underdog. That could be like fifth round on FFPC. Ah, uh, you can see it, baby. Because look, because like because like the, the thesis is there, right? Um, and Joku's played well when he's when he's when he's healthy, and then Deshaun Watson is like. Don't expect a discount on him next year. Yeah. We're screwed. <laughs> um, so everyone's going to expect him to take a step forward. I don't – I think the Browns might actually avoid receiver this draft for some reason. It's just, it's just a weird feeling that I have right now. Like, like, like sitting here in December, I'm just having this weird feeling that the Browns are happy with where they're at with this receiver core, and they're going to try to bulk up defense and maybe take some later flyers. But I can okay. see like an Njoku there in the 7th, 8th. All right, last question. Dynasty, who would you rather have, Cooper or Donovan Peoples-Jones? And that's tough. Damn you. I probably have Amari, but damn you. <laughs> um, I had Peoples-Jones. Uh-huh. Yeah, I know. Cooper in Dynasty last year, kind of as a joke, but um, <laughs> but I got a lot of hate for it. DPJ has arrived, dude. Yeah. I had him on quite a lot of my advancing best ball teams, and they're all going to die this week, but yeah, he was here. Yeah. He was here. I don't know if he's like the guy. Like Cleveland's another team that probably should take a first round wide receiver. But yeah, um, who knows? That's a great. That's a really good question, Joe. That's a great question. Yeah. All right. On that note, I think we're gonna call it a night. You can catch us next week. We're gonna be doing it on uh, Monday night. Instead. Monday night, so Christmas Day. So we're yeah. Hope you guys have off. a Merry Christmas. Definitely. Uh, Merry um, Christmas. Happy Hanukkah. Happy holidays. Um, hope you hope you all hope you all uh, are gonna advance, and uh, we'll talk at you next week. Yep, definitely. Um, remember to rate and review the uh, podcast channel. Subscribe to our YouTube channel if you're not already. And uh, happy holidays, as uh, Hassan said. And yeah, best wishes to uh, to you and yours, and all that. So, Godspeed to everybody in the playoffs. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. 
To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.